0: dude careful <laughs> did you forget <laughs> realist podcast welcome to the ear podcast it's episode 196 of the podcast what you're pointing at me i don't know you po- you pointed at me first dude. and it's on video no you pointed at me first. shout out to anytime actors lab uh if you're looking to act if you, you you don't you're lost right now you're in the middle of it you've been doing it for a while or if you're brand new anytime actors lab it's the best place to do it mm-hmm. they got online consultations anytimeactorslab.com is where you go to get that Adam Louder is an amazing teacher. He's been doing it for a long time. and He's teaching you to act truthfully in under, imaginary, uh, <laughs> under imaginary circumstances. <laughs> close, yeah. I got it so close. Next time I'll get it. You'll get it. Uh, com, And we're back. Welcome back. Welcome home. Shout welcome out back. to the patrons. Patreon.com slash Pod Cast. Uh, best way to support us is cheap as a coffee. Yeah. And we're back. And then Twitch. Yeah. And we're Twitching. We're bringing it back today, and we got a special guest, Jordan, that's going to be on it as well tonight. Come on now. Twitch.tv slash You Were Her Podcast. Mm. Welcome back. Welcome home. Jordan. Dang. Look, now, this is a problem. Jordan Toussaint. We have a problem. Right. Jordan Toussaint that's is right. in the building. That's right. That's, that's right. right. But we have a problem. What? Because now, you guys have that feature film glow, oh. and Mikey's left <laughs> out. And that's my fault. You look pale over there. Yeah. <laughs> i <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> look at me. Like, look, at, look at where I am on the camera. I'm like. <laughs> you're off on the. You're leaning that way. You're leaning this way. You put yourself closer to the light, man. You got to. No. I want to shine the lights on you because you guys. You guys did something, man. <laughs> you guys did something. All right. Come on. You completed your first feature film. After how how long have you been making films, doing stuff with shooting cameras, doing stuff, Dave acting? How long has it been?
1: i think i i it's hard to say because um even when i wasn't a professional filmmaker slash camera person slash cinematographer whatever um i was making things making Mm -hmm. short films making comedy sketches like doing stuff on youtube but i didn't it was always just like a fun thing to do but that was i mean like 2005 wow as soon as i had a digital camera that shot video i was making videos with it but um yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been it's been at least 10 years of, of this, like, professional work uh, that led up to this. Um, and lots of short films, lots of music videos, lots of documentaries, lots of commercials, but no features. And, um, yeah, somehow it all came together. Yeah, dude. This is my first feature, too. It's 12 years
2: Yeah, of, of, like, oh, I'm taking an acting class. This is what I want to do in my life. I'm going to try to pursue it. And then, uh, yeah, 12-year road. Twelve year room. Yeah. Two
0: thousand and ten. And the cool thing is you guys knew each other for a long time. We did. Right? Yeah. Part of it. For almost all of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah
0: Which is pretty wild. It's insane. You know?
1: It's insane. Yeah, I met Dave Two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. about ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Right at the, the the beginning of like all this filmmaking. We stuff. watched
2: Sahara in the in the in
1: what's the atrium screening room. Yeah, William Patterson. It wasn't even the atrium. It was the uh, it was just the screening room. It wasn't even like the real like theater. It was our first the first film festival.
2: And wasn't it an atrium? Am I crazy? Definitely. I remember. Either way. Your mother was there. Yeah, I remember mm, that. And yeah. when you guys were sitting together and then we watched that and you were sitting in front of me and I tapped you on the show, and I said, dude, that was amazing. That was the first time I talked. I remember like speaking to you and like having a quick conversation. After seeing
1: the movie Uh uh-huh but yeah 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 we talked he's one of the first people i talked to at willie p i think really like getting yeah i had been there for a little bit um but i didn't really have a ton of friends in the film department um Mm -hmm. and i was slowly just like meeting people and i joined the film club and ended up working at school and like that's how i ended up meeting everyone but you were one of the first people that talked to me for no no real reason other than you liked something i made yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and then i saw something you and carl made (laughs) or it was before like your stuff came up first and i remember like i don't know if it was that was it that one mike made a movie and i I, I just acted in it yeah it was about some some everybody was always in everybody else's projects i was always like after that when i started to meet people i started shooting more people's projects and that's like how i think i, I got the reputation as one mm-hmm. camera mm-hmm. types at, at school and um that my like whole senior year i just shot everything um everything I could everything anytime anybody would ask me to shoot anything i said yes so dude if we
2: fast forward now we, we're you know i want to talk about leading up to the film too with you but like one of my favorite moments and most rewarding moments of like our whole relationship was when me and adam drove to your hotel the the night you got there and we pulled up with the sprinter and you were coming out of the hotel and like you were like checking out the Sprinter and stuff oh yeah because
0: you because you guys were in charge to pick up the equipment yeah yeah and you're 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 the guy that knows it all right <laughs> he's how concrete. much did you guys know dude, Dave? Nah, dude very little
1: it <laughs> was one of those it was one of those things where like i had a really big job um yeah. the day we would have been checking out equipment together yeah. so it stopped me from getting down to Texas ahead of time if we had um, that million
2: dollar budget we could have we could have paid for a Camaro oh, yeah. you
1: know yeah actually- i mean the gig that i <laughs> the gig i stayed in jersey for was shooting uh, bruce springsteen and the killers at madison square cool. garden so i was like i kind of can't miss this mm-hmm. job mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it meant that i had to miss something super important with the feature which is mm-hmm. checking out but the we equipment oh we were calling you too while we were at the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah the mps yeah. So i got a couple of calls but shout out mps yeah mps was with, that's our rental house that serviced the film in, in Dallas and they were amazing. But um, luckily they had some camera techs to like help check stuff yeah, out, go like, yeah. through everything. But Joe, yeah, um, you know, yeah, that night I got there, it was like late. You guys came through with the van. Like, <laughs> the first time I was like seeing all the equipment. <laughs> what went through your head, dude? <laughs> I feel like I knew what we were getting, but seeing it all like with my actual like eyes in, in front of me, I was like, oh, we're actually making a movie right now. Like this <laughs> wow. is real. Was, like, it was real for the first time. Because like up till then, I mean, there was so much I don't know. So much doubt. So much. There's so many variables that could have came into play about like making the film and literally not seeing anything with my eyes. Like I didn't even see you guys. Yeah. I showed up, I flew in, I took an Uber to my hotel and I was just there for a while getting settled in. And like, I hadn't seen anybody. That was the day we were getting the equipment. So we were there for a while. Right. So I was like, I like I knew I was in Texas at a hotel. We had to sh- shoot the next morning, but I was like, I haven't seen anybody, I haven't really like barely talked to y'all. Like I don't, I don't know, I'm here, so I guess I'm doing something. But then when I saw you guys with pull up with the sprinter and like mm-hmm. we opened those back doors and like cut the light on, and I just see all the equipment and all the lights laid out and like, do that thing. The lenses packed. and cameras, the camera and lenses and everything, like it all just kind of like clicked on for me. Um, and I I think it was like the first of many moments in in Mm. that process that I wasn't necessarily expecting. I was kind of expecting chaos. And instead I felt like, I don't know, like pleasantly surprised by almost everything that happened the whole
0: time we were were down there, which I I can't explain (laughs) at all. I don't know if you can relate to this, but I get no better feeling of when you see like all the equipment like organized and packed Uh and you're like, Oh, like this is the tool belt. And it's, like, all, like, set. Like, I got everything I need. Oh. You're not missing anything. I know. Yeah. Where my tools are.
1: There's a lot yeah. of pressure in that moment to make sure that, like, because that that essentially that entire van of stuff, like, mm. God knows how much it was. Probably $200,000 worth of equipment. Yeah. Easily. Um, was under our care now. Mm-hmm. And, like, if we do anything wrong, we fuck this up. We, we break something. Yeah, it's all insured. Yeah, we're doing it the right way. But, like, if we lost even, like, one... Light out of our package, it would have invariably changed the whole look of the film. Like we didn't have extra lights. We didn't have extra lenses. We didn't have yeah. anything. Like, but that applied to every single thing. <laughs> like we were using like, you know, the picture cars we were using belonged to some of our crew that that agreed to let us use it for the film. But like if we had a flat tire on one of those one day and like it slowed down production, it would have blew our whole day, and we didn't have extra mm-hmm. days to reshoot anything. So like the fact that that I don't know the the luck of it all that we got to kind of work in a creative space without any major like speed bumps other mm-hmm. than like we literally got one flat
2: tire yeah, yeah. you got a flat yeah, right flat yeah um, and it, and it was fixed while we were shooting and I to get yeah. interior that
1: day yeah the 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 production van got a flat one day but like it it didn't go flat. It went flat slow enough that we could get to the location. (laughs) So while we were actually inside shooting, a guy came and fixed the tire for us. And like it was fixed by the end of the night. Insane. Which is like, what? (laughs) How did that happen? Like we could have easily happened on one of the days we were driving like two hours or one of the days that like we needed to shoot like outside somewhere and mm. couldn't like park somewhere to get the, the van fixed. Like it could have happened at any other point and it didn't. And it was just crazy luck that, that it happened on a day when we were yeah. in a
0: place where we could get it fixed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How did you, um, cause I feel like since you've been doing like so many shorts, you know what I mean? You get, you get kind of used to, you know, and obviously you want to get the next step of doing a feature and you probably have like expectations of what a feature is, Right. And uh, how hard it may be. And that's, that's always the talk. It's like, when are you going to do a feature? Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. How how are like the expectations that you built before doing this thing? How would it feel after? I mean, it's still not done, I know. You know what I mean? You still got to do post. Production. But uh, with production, you know? Yeah. That's I mean, the main chunk, you know? I mean, If you don't me, got that, you got nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me at least, I think like my preconceived notion of what making a feature was like was based on like you know when you watch BTS of like a big movie. Yeah. Their the people that work on big films, their experience of making a feature is not what our experience was. No way. You've got layers to that like you know layers of insulation essentially where you've got everything from accounting to yeah. onset medics to like You know, like someone they have PAs that just charge the the walkie talkies at the end of the night Mm -hmm. Like they have like there's just layers to everything that we couldn't afford but I went into it kind of Maybe blindly maybe stupidly assuming that we would figure it out because we have figured it out on every other project We've had a lot of luck with our short films too that they've gone off without a hitch a lot of really talented people working on them great producers great people you know, behind the wheel, kind of steering the project. But this one, I I didn't know anybody other than, right. than you and and Adam and Katie. Like, mm-hmm. and I went down, kind of, you know, only meeting my crew on Zoom. Like, yeah, not really being able to like figure out their vibe, being able to figure out what they did or didn't know. Like, because how much can you really tell about someone on thirty minute Zoom call? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't. Wouldn't pass judgment on somebody with that little amount of information. So I kind of was just like, they seem cool as long as they show up and we can like figure out a way to work together, we'll be okay. And then I ended up getting there and like everybody worked together really well and everybody was so into it and everyone was so down to like work hard and and go well beyond like what they needed to do. And I tried my best to keep like everyone's roles really defined and everything because I've been on sets where I didn't know what my role was or I felt like the roles weren't well established and everyone is kind of just like, what am I doing? Mm. What is my actual job? What, is, what's expected of me each day? Yeah. And I wanted that to be like as clear as possible for our crew. Um, cause I felt it was my responsibility to like hone that in and make sure that nobody was doing more than they had to do. But people voluntarily did so much. Mm. Um, which, I mean, on in, in, you know, Indyland, like, everybody kind of does that anyway because mm-hmm. nobody's really there making a ton of money. No one's there, like, I don't know. Like, it, it's not, like, a a huge, like, benefit to, like, a lot of the below-the-line crew to work on these kind of projects. Like, yeah. all they get out of it is, like, a little bit of money and some experience. Yep. But they everybody who was there was so into it that, like, I don't know. It uplifted me a little bit too. In my position, I was like, oh, like these people are like looking for me for guidance and they want to be here. Like, Mm. and that was, that was kind of like unbelievable and like invaluable. But I think I was expecting the worst the whole time. I was expecting nothing really. I was expecting to get there and for people to not show up, to flake out on us. Mm. I was expecting us to like, Fuck something up like the first day, and people would be like, "I'm out, man, no way." And then it went really well. And after the first couple days, I was like, "All right, we'll just keep doing this." And then, like, after the first week, I was just like, "Wait, we just finished a week of this. Like, how is this happening?" (laughs) I was just gonna ask you. Then just kept going.
2: When did you? When did it change for you? When did you experience like? When did your your feeling of oh the worst is gonna happen change? Do you remember? Oh no, there
1: wasn't any moment. there wasn't any moment for me where like, I didn't stop thinking the worst might happen because even down to like the last day. Yeah. Like if we had lost even one day or half a day, we would have lost the film. Like, I guess there would, there's a world where we would figure it out and like make it happen. But like, if my camera stopped working, if we lost our, but there was the last, the last, I think it was the last day we almost lost our, our gold nut batteries. And I was like, yeah, we couldn't get them to charge. And I was like, if we lose our batteries, I don't know how I'm going to get like the shots. We, like literally the last few shots, like, you know, our moving shots. I need the camera. I need to have batteries on the camera, obviously. Um, and yeah. we figured it out, but like, there was always pressure up until the very last minute to keep the wheels turning and like keep things moving. Cause mm-hmm. like if we lost any of it any day, if we, if we mess something up, it, it probably would have like the film would have just like collapsed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't necessarily like like working in that environment, but it never really felt like the pressure was getting the best of any of us. We mm-hmm. all like, were, we're, so excited to be working on this project that like, I think the anxiety took a backseat to the excitement because hmm. sometimes those things play hand in hand. Like you, yeah. you get, you're excited, but you're so terrified of, of things getting yeah. messed up. But like, I don't know, I felt like it was just, it was just excitement. It was just like the excitement overrode anything. I was exhausted. I was dehydrated every day. I was fucking (laughs) running on like four hours of sleep every night. And amino acids. And I was drinking yeah, pre-workout every morning, (laughs) thinking it was like going to help me like stay alert. And it just made me like, I thought I was going to die like (laughs) halfway through, but like it didn't, it didn't matter. You know, I was like, I was like, oh, like it's all good. We're just going to start again tomorrow. And every day we made our day, we finished on time. We had a good handle on our equipment. We had a good handle on crew. Everyone, as far as I could tell, walked away happy every day. We were able to cut some, like some things down. Like one day there was an early call after a late wrap time the night before. And I said like, I think we can shoot this scene without our crew. It could just be me and our director and Dave and our other actor and like just our our sound mixer. And we don't need like the rest of the crew because Texas is so fucking big that even like crew that was self-reporting every day. They were driving like almost an hour to set every morning and like they didn't care because they do that. But like to me, it's like, dude I'm not going to add an extra hour onto Mm -hmm. your morning to come. And then you just set up like a flag and go go home or like go to the second location for the day. So we pushed everybody but us. We pushed their call time to like 2 p.m and gave everybody the morning off and like it was a little thing that like ended up not being an inconvenience at all for us when we were shooting like the scene looks great we didn't need everyone there but i was like trying everywhere i could to find ways to give everyone a little bit of a break because they were all working really hard and like you know like putting people through to 12 14 16 hour days at the rates that we could afford to pay a crew like this like it's not ethical i think so it anywhere we could like pull back a little and say we'll shoot this one like without sound or we'll shoot this one like without a full crew as long as it we didn't sacrifice like image quality it was totally worth it for me to like oh i have to pull my own focus on this who cares i have to carry the camera myself who cares hmm. like oh uh, like our art producer and and ad joy had to slate those scenes so yeah, like that's right not something she normally would have to do but mm-hmm. she's like yeah i'll do it no problem if it means that our second AC doesn't have to drive up from like South yeah. Dallas, like yep. an hour away to do that one job. Yeah. Like then we're not going to have her come up. Cause like that's such a waste of energy for that person. Mm. So we tried to do that as often as we could. Cause you know, I think we've all been in positions where we, we didn't feel like our time was respected. We didn't feel like it was necessary for us to be on set. And that always like drives me nuts on set. So like I just took all the things I learned more. So like what not to do from other productions I've been part of. And I tried to do that for our crew whenever I could.
2: Do you feel like it changed you at all this, this experience in any kind of way?
1: Yeah. I think it's like seeing the footage all come together at the end and like seeing how hard everybody worked and like, you know, I got some like nice feedback from our crew, from like our gaffer and our grips and like, um, my ACs, like they all like had nice things to say. And I was like, those aren't things I normally think about myself, but like they talked about how well the, the production was run and how well, like, well we all worked together and, and how well I ran that part of the crew. And I was just like, Oh, like, I have to start thinking of myself in a more serious way as a, as a DP, as like someone who could run a set or run like that section of a set. Cause I feel like for a long time, I kind of took a backseat mm-hmm. and I, I know like I didn't, when people ask me what I do, I don't really say cinematographer. I don't say DP. Mm. I'll say something generic like oh, I'm a photographer. Oh, I, I make I'm a filmmaker. Oh, I do documentaries. Like mm-hmm. something that people can like understand. But yeah. then I'm like, why do I take the power out of my my position like that all the time? Mm-hmm. I think like shooting a feature has kind of made me reevaluate my relationship with filmmaking because yeah. um, I guess up until now it always felt like it was still kind of just like a hobby mm. or something that I did because I just liked it, but it doesn't seem like a viable like it, it still didn't seem like a viable thing, like in the greater scheme of like making films or anything. Cause, mm-hmm. cause I hadn't made anything big enough. Wow. It was never big enough. Nothing was ever enough for that to, wow. for me to say that. But now I'm like, I should just tell people I'm a cinematographer. Yeah.
0: That blows my mind honestly, because I'm gonna be real. When I think of like the, cause I'm into like, I started off doing the same thing, like like uh, behind the camera, um, like kind of running stuff too with, like, and I don't want on set and like you, with like your work and stuff too, you, uh you know, you manage a lot of the, mm-hmm. you know, a set, you know what I mean? How to shoot, got mm-hmm. like a work, shoot, you know what I mean? um, And I always thought of like, you're the one guy that I knew, like I always tell, I tell Dave all the time, I'm like, Jordan just knows his shit, you know what I mean? Like he just knows everything, <laughs> just you knows know shit. what I mean? And that's obviously, you know, from the experience. So to hear you say that, I'm like, dang. Like, well, it's, it's, it's also yeah.
2: like, uh, I think... You know, you, you sign on for something like that, yeah. you're a DP on a feature film. You are the leader. You are the the head of an entire team below you. Yes. So you are the mm-hmm. the president of this entire establishment. You yep. have to dictate yep, yep. who does what and how you manage, you know, uh uh tasks, for, you know, giving tasks and and also are they feel how are they feeling? You're checking the temperature of everyone. Yep. And, aside from all the tech, knowing your shit technically, yeah. like you got to also be able to do that. And so like, that's what impressed me. I think is mm. like, you took on the role of being the leader of the entire crew and like you stepped right into it and it was kind of like seamless. It was like you had an instinct already to, to
1: take care of everybody. Yeah. you th- was working with I you. I think, I think like a, a kind of, I mean, I know it's like a known thing for DPs, but I think a lot of DPs like, act as kind of a it's like a, a trifecta of like director ad dp yeah. and they're all they all should kind of come together <laughs> yeah, to you kind three of run. were always linking up dude but we had to too. that's kind of the point you have yeah. to run the run the crew essentially yeah. and like i kind of want to be a liaison between that's right. director and crew because you know the director will say he wants something and i have to translate it into like actual tasks for our crew yeah. to do yeah, yeah. um yeah. And I mean, it, it is something I just think I in, inherently know how to do because I've been pretty much every position on a film set uh-huh. and I kind of know what I want to, to like, I want to be asked to do when I'm in those positions, but I feel like, um, I don't think I've ever had to completely like, you know, take the, take the wheel at that point. Cause like on a lot of the smaller projects we do, there's just not that much pressure to like do it that way. Like we, we have time or we have like a shorter script or whatever, but this day, because there's so this time, there's so much stuff to do each day and so many days. I mean, this is the longest I've ever like worked on one project. Mm. Um, that's like needed to stay organized, Mm need to stay on top of stuff. Mm -hmm. But that being said, I mean like because of the nature of the way this thing was produced, because I was coming in from out of town I was seeing most of those locations like the morning I got (laughs) there so I couldn't make up like lighting diagrams couldn't figure out things ahead of time Um, like the best thing was when we would shoot a location twice because I would know where everything was like Mm. where everything was gonna go Um, but other than like my the mental images I had and the stuff that me and Adam talked about about like what we wanted for each scene there was so much that was still like kind of you know up in the air until we were there and talking about it and literally writing like on our scripts, like lining the scripts like they're based on what we had to work with that day. Like we we both had ideas of what we wanted, but we kind of combined our ideas and then changed them together to come up with the final shot list, the final actual like like layout of the shots. And like I think overall we were very successful about at, like translating what's in the, on the page into like actual visuals based on like a minimal amount of like available prep time for each shot. Like we, we really like kind of try to whittle it down to what we really needed. And, um, I don't know, make it look as good as possible while moving as quickly as possible. Cause we really like our shooting ratio was so low. Like we only shot, I think we shot a total of like i don't know if like a five to one shooting ratio but most shots like it was it was a two to one a three to one mm-hmm. like three mm-hmm. three minutes of footage for one minute of finished film like in a lot of scenes we only did one take of um because like adam's way of directing is kind of brisk and like he wants it to feel natural and sometimes that means like dialogue isn't perfect or on exactly on the script but it's more natural and more true to the to the intention of the scene i guess right of mm-hmm. translating that correctly so I meant that i had to kind of make sure that the takes like right off the bat were like perfect like the mm-hmm. focus had to be great lighting had to be perfect if we really need an adjustment or we really need to redo it we yeah. we did but there were so many takes that we only did one like wow. so many scenes we only did one take of each shot um and, you know, the nature, too, with these longer form things is, like, you're not going to use every shot the whole time. Like, yeah. there's sometimes you only use the wide shot you got, like, for one, like, you know, one moment of the scene. Yeah. And then you're in close-ups anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, we didn't really have to do five takes of a wide shot because we're not going to, we're not really going to use it anyway. But,
0: yeah. I think it's huge the, like, you're so right. I think the, because now, like, doing the feature, it's way different than the short because now the stakes are so high, you know? You got the funding, you got all this stuff is like, now like everything you've done was like a step to this point mm-hmm. and now you can just do it, you know? And it seems like, you know what I mean? Like you were able to slide into that position like super easy, you know? Because of all the stuff you've done and you and you get, you know, what it is on set and you know what I mean? It's It's, yeah. You know, yeah, it wasn't huge.
1: that it wasn't that big of a departure from our yeah, our yeah. other projects because we had we worked in the same way yeah yeah and i think we you know we we swapped out all of the crew essentially but um and the director but it felt really similar to our short mm. film projects um but that being said like the funding is a separate thing altogether because like yeah this is the biggest funded project we've ever done it's definitely the biggest project i've done so but as far as like features go, like we, there are people who made short films for more for money we, than we yeah, had to yeah. make this whole feature.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And like that alone, I think is like, what's going to help stand out. But also I think kind of like, I'm questioning like, well, for the next one, whatever, you know, hypothetically speaking, if we had even a little bit more money, what would I do differently? Mm. Mm-hmm. What would I do to, to change this, the process of making a film next time? Or would I, would I like would I do this again the way that we did it? I don't know yet. I don't think it's been long enough. It's yeah, still like it's all marinating yeah. in my head. Like yeah. I'm still, it's been a week yeah. today actually. Yeah. Um, whoa. And I'm like <laughs> still kind of, my, my head is still kind of like mushy and Me too. soft because I, I just like, I feel like I was like, I was like in a, you know, <laughs> I don't know, in like one of those 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 rides at the carnival where you're like you stuck
0: to the wall just spinning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. I it's want to know time. how you felt when oh, yeah. you like when you came back from Texas cuz I picked up Dave. <laughs> and when I saw his face, like he he came in the in the car and he sat down and he's like looking around. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, man, you could. I got back Yeah, got back,
1: uh, It was like <laughs> late Monday night. It was raining. It was like the first like mm. rain I'd seen in a while. <laughs> it was like humid and like <laughs> I don't know. It was like 20 degrees cooler than it is in Dallas. And I was just like, Oh, so good to be back And like, in just like the air feels different here. Exactly. He right? said to, but, um, yeah, as far as like how I felt, I was just excited to, to feel like, like I was out of the, the, you know, the pressure was off a little bit. Yeah. There's still a lot of pressure because like now the film's going to post, like we're going over everything I did. And that's scary. We yeah. like, we would have periodical, like, periodic check-ins kind of to check all the, all the footage as mm. we went to make sure that we were getting what we needed. But, um, now it's like going to get like picked over with a fine tooth comb and like really examine and really like gone over. And I'm nervous about like, did I actually get everything I needed? <laughs> yeah. Did I do everything yeah. I said I, I set out to do? Um, but the initial feeling when I got home other than just pure exhaustion was like just relief. Cause it, it happened and it went, kind of went the way that we wanted it to go and I was like so unexpected and so like how did that how did that happen (laughs) it doesn't it doesn't actually make sense and like keep saying I I, I think I'm still kind of just in shock
0: wow
1: but I think um all of us were like this thing is gonna this is gonna this is gonna crash and burn (laughs) but you don't want to ever say that you want to admit that because you know, you have to believe in your own work. You have to believe in the project that you set, you've been working on for a year and a half. You've been working on it even longer, like, and like it means so much to everybody who's there. Otherwise, you wouldn't be there. So you can't ever admit that you're nervous about yeah. it. But in the back of your head, all the time, you're like, nothing can go wrong. If anything goes wrong, yeah. we're so we're fu- we're so fucked. Mm. But it didn't. And I get home, and I'm just like, oh, now I'm like back on my couch with my dog and my <laughs> wife, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> what's gonna go wrong I'm there's my. still ties something can happen yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally have like we we copied the film onto two hard drives as we were going yeah and I have one and and our director has one in Texas and like they're both in safe places and I separated them, you know, like the nuclear codes. I was like, these can never be in the same place again or else like, you know, something happens. Like every night before bed. I was like, these two hard drives (laughs) into all that money you spent on this film. Imagine these hard drives have cash inside of them. Right there. And it's a weird feeling because yeah. I'm not normally like, you know, even when I DP something, I'm not normally like responsible for the the film. Like, yeah, I'm like Oh, I yeah. shoot it, give it to their DIT and like the director holds onto it or producer holds yeah. on to it or whatever. And at the end of it, it's like, it's two days of work, you know, on a short. And you know, we, if we're not going to reshoot something if we lose it, but like, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, it was only two, this is two weeks with a big crew, thousands of like miles driven and f- people flying in and, and, professional actors coming in and and it's not just like your friends all getting together to make something. It's like professionals coming in who became friends after the fact. So you can't let any of those people down. You can't let the production down. So like, yeah, pure relief. With a creeping anxiety mm. in the background, like, whoa, <laughs> what's gonna happen? What's next? Do I have to go back to Texas to reshoot something? Like, did <sighs> I did I actually went through everything like the next day because I was yeah. like, I have to I have to see all the footage. Yeah. So I put it all in, in DaVinci uh, Resolve and I synced everything up, and uh, I watched every single clip in the film because I was like, <laughs> I have to make sure it's all there. <laughs> Because like so I'm paranoid, funny. I'm just That's like, like so psychotic. Hughes, you
2: were Howard Hughes with the nails and, the <laughs> and then
1: I color paper. graded everything too, so I would have I would have stills of every every That's frame. It's hilarious. So when someone asked me how the film to film I'm like, oh yeah, look here's the whole <laughs> film color graded already. It's been two days, um, and it doesn't like you know it's not 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 great, but I was like I have to do it just for my <laughs> own mental mental health.
2: What was it yeah. like? Because I'm in the same spot, I th- in a similar spot where I'm. I feel like. Um, kind of like mushy like I'm like what what happened like how did there's no way this this all worked out because it, we're working with people we never met and I feel like it had to be those people yeah. like from the jump and, and it's just so weird you know Avery came into the project and that worked how it did and you know the three of you know me and you flying out there and 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 getting the equipment and the insurance like the day the night before and like all these things boom 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 right down the line and i'm walking home you know I'm, i'm home with lena and i'm like she's like how was it and i'm like i don't even know how to so i'm trying to like chapter it i'm trying to like make these bookmarks in it and i'm wondering if you have like a moment maybe that's not a maybe it has nothing to do with the film, but, like, something that was, like, memorable to you. Like, because there's a lot of moments that I've, I remember where, like, you know, we're in barbecue and just having a great time, and Andrew's there, and me and you and Adam, and, uh, you know, just, just BSing about how the day went and what we're worried about tomorrow or something, or watching the footage with you and Adam in the in the hotel room, and or, like, you know, being in the cell and, like, you know, shooting that scene. Like, that, that kind of stuff. Like, I'm always going to remember that. Like, my whole life, those are going to be those... Cigarette burns in my mind, like they're not going anywhere, like tattoos. So, I was wondering, like, for you, if you have those already, do you have like moments you're looking back on, like, whoa, like that's a neon sign of how
1: what that meant to me? Or I don't know, yeah. I mean, pretty much any like natural like break in our production, like, so the what was it? What was day one? What did we do on day one? Day one was oh uh the love joys
2: in the morning right right right. and we were on the highway the first shot actually yeah <laughs> that's, right.
1: that's right um yeah but like any pretty much like any any time that we would get like a natural break i remember the the last day that our second our first second ac left mm. the, the last day she was on set shout out rebecca yeah rebecca you're awesome um but like i remember that it was like the end of week one kind of was the end of the fourth day which there was a day off after that and it felt like okay we we finished like the first third of the film at that point Mm -hmm. we finished shooting the first third of the film and i was like okay like this is a milestone moment i was so that was also like our longest day right wasn't that the parking lot day yeah yeah we were in a parking lot for like 10 hours in full sun no shade like Crazy hot, crazy long, lot a lot of pages. We had to a couple cover. little tents. We had some easy that ups that we nice. got <laughs> like to give us some shade, but like it was tough. It was, it was, it was a long a day. day yeah. Everyone who's from Texas was like, Yeah, whatever, no problem. Yeah, I trying. was like dead the whole day. I was like shot. <laughs> um, but then after that, we went to a house at the end of the night for a company move for like a quick scene right at the end of the night and we ended the day like in an air conditioned house and we got some like really cool lit shots out of it and like everyone was like in really high spirits for some reason I think because we're all like coming off a super hard day and like Mm. it was just like a lot more laid back and like fun than I expected it to be I expected us to get there and for everyone to be pissed off because we were still working even though it was dark out and like it was it was a long day And everyone was just like chill and in a good mood. And we wrapped out our second AC and like finished our day and everyone was hugging and like clapping. And like it was just weird because I was like, I feel like on any other set, everyone would be so mad that they were working a long day and like just bummed out about like the, the weather, how hot it was and how much like they had to stand in the sun all day. And like nobody was upset about it at least as far as I could tell, everyone was really, really happy. And I remember, I'm going to remember that part, like just being in the house with everybody. And like, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's like, that's why, that's why I'm here too. Like, I'm, I'm also happy to be here. Even though I feel like I'm going to like pass out from exhaustion. Like I'm, I'm happier than I've probably ever been like filmmaking because this is like, this is my crew. This is like my the people now. Like we, we just went through a third of the film and like, we're all still getting along. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I, I did not expect this. Um, yeah. And then I think just like, there was some really, really emotional scenes where I got to see you and, and Katie and Avery all really flex on like your emotional, like acting and like really bring out something to the character and like I you know I never expect that when I'm like recording it I kind of stay behind the camera and you know keep my eye on the on the shot but like I get to like experience firsthand like you bringing this intense moment to life and that's always like kind of a it's always a treat because most of the scenes we shoot are to people talking people talking people walking people driving whatever and then when you get to see someone doing something super emotional on camera you're like oh this is this is acting this is like why you guys are doing this and so you can. You can bring out like the normal moments, but then these like heightened moments. You're like, oh, this is like, this is humanity, you know, being captured in a little box mm-hmm. right now. We get to see it and replay it whenever we want, and it's just crazy. It's a crazy thought that we get to do that for for a living.
2: Yeah, you you wow. we had because uh, I remember we I brought up the I always bring up the I'll meet you there moment when when you gave me a hug in between shit setting up and I was prepping for for that and then this we had that same thing but it was like way way deeper for me and then it was like the end of the scene you know gave me a hug but it was like the um i just felt we all like yeah it's i don't know how to fucking put words to it but it's like we grew together on there we were on this like field trip but it was like a big boy field trip where we got to like bring everything we've ever done and known and and understood and then be fearful, but then push the fear aside and then do a thing we've never done in the midst of a, in a place we've never been. And it was cool because we're like using our technique and we're like, I've never felt more vulnerable ever. I've never felt more stripped down acting ever. I never had to pace myself in that kind of way. I've never, I didn't understand it because I've never done it, but like, your professionalism but you're also your understanding of like who i am and then you know asking the crew to step out for that kind of thing so that you know you gave me a privilege of like walking into it without knowing it without like i didn't see anybody and he's behind the camera i don't even see him like and then afterward like you know we're hugging and shit and i'm like dude this is what it's about like we we work so hard all these classes like getting laughed at by people told no self-doubt you should quit no money lean years you know, a lot of... we Everyone goes through this nonsense, you know, in any field, you know, if you stick to it long enough, but, like, not not instant success in the long mm. road. 12 years, 10 years, 50, you know. It's just a long fucking road. When you find good people, though, that, like, are down to do it with you, like, like Jordan was with me, it's cool to, like, experience that together, that kind of moment. Like, that's the shit I'm going to remember. That's the shit that I, I don't... You know, who knows where this goes? I don't know, but, like, I know I'm going to die one day. I know the money's not going with me. I know success like I don't I don't really yes or no I, I, people like it or people don't I don't know how that's going to go but I know what I take from that kind of experience and like that's what's going to mean the most to me that kind of thing so it was just cool to to experience that in a in a weird small magical town of Archer City and like mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah in, in nowhere in, in north Texas up up in the middle of that drive out there two hours and you know just planes and farms and you know, meeting this Avery girl and she's she's fantastic, and now we're friends. And like the crew, dev- like watching, I love just going outside with the coffee on the on the porch and seeing like Angus and 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 uh, Mason smoking a cigarette. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna miss that shit.
1: They were essentially all living together at the end, which was pretty wild, dude. It was like I'm telling you, it was like a field trip. That's yeah, what it felt like to me. Like the closest 30, thing you know. I can compare it to is that when I went to I went to Ireland right after college. Yeah. Um, to work on a short film with some friends. Um, I've talked about it before a lot, but like, I remember that time it was like, it felt like the craziest thing I would ever do in my career, which is kind of crazy. Cause it was like an unpaid job with friends. Like we just went out there and like, mm. I AC'd for my, my DP friend, Matt. And, um, I remember this intense sense of adventure that I had. Like I wasn't making any money. I was actually spending money to get there. And, It was a, it was a fun project. It was really another intensely emotional short film that, you know, made by people. I, I, at that point hadn't known that long, but like, I felt like included in the process and like, it was such a, like for, for the first, like kind of, I think like three or four days I was out there. Like we were just driving around Ireland, like before we even started production. Um, in like a little baby sprinter van with like a very little amount of equipment. And, um, and it was just like the craziest, most adventurous thing I've ever done. And like, I thought I might have a similar experience on this and I can honestly say like I did a little bit, but the sense of adventure was kind of replaced with a sense of responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I felt like an overwhelming sense of, I need to make sure I'm on my shit to make all the money and time and effort worth like worth something like that, all that stuff that's being put into this, I have to put in that and more of myself to make sure that like, none of that is wasted. We can't waste anything. It's like the most efficient production I've ever been part of for that reason. Cause we had no, there was no, no extra anything. Yeah. Um, so like I was having fun, but I was also, I felt like I, I owed it to the production. Yeah. I owed it to the film to do my best work right all the time every day so it meant like maybe i didn't have as much fun as i would have if i was like 25 Mm -hmm. and like just there working for fun like Mm -hmm. but the the sense of accomplishment at the end of it paired with that sense of responsibility was so much more like satisfying i Mm -hmm. think Mm because i walked away like feeling like i did something Mm -hmm. versus just experienced something i got a little bit of both but like i actually feel like i like I did something that mm-hmm. mm-hmm. made something. We all came together. We worked on it. We, we put our hearts into it. And like, yeah. it's a strange kind of a strange, like thing birthing this, like this film into the world. When like you all wrote it, Adam directed it. It is like purely a passion project. And like every, you asked a lot of people to come on and, and give, like give themselves to the project in the same way. And seeing everybody do that and then like in it, it like actually be successful in that way like is mind blowing mm-hmm. and yeah mm-hmm. so yeah that's kind of why like it still hasn't totally settled in like like a week on I'm kind of like oh like I almost feel like the responsibility isn't over now like I still still feel responsible for the project so maybe that's why I'm still so like <laughs> zonked out I'm like <laughs> I don't know I don't know how to feel I'm like so like I feel like I'm still like yeah. jittery like thinking about it but You know, it was a life changing experience in that way, too, because now I'm like, oh, like I can I can be creative and be professional and be responsible for something and still make something I'm proud of at the end of it. And like, it's not just it's not just work. It's not just a creative project. It's both. It really is like a duality there. Like because I I make art all the time for for fun, for myself Mm -hmm. as like a expression of, of, you know, my 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 soul, whatever. But Mm -hmm. like. This was that and a business like thing. It was, it's, it's the beautiful, the beautiful part of filmmaking and the technical side of it Mm -hmm. and the money side of it and the people side of it and, Mm. and management and like all these weird things that like, when you're an artist, like you don't have to really think about when you make art for yourself, but this is, this is like the biggest collaborative art project I've ever done. Same. And that's it. The collaboration, like it twists you up because if you're you're like me you're used to making things in a vacuum almost and then like yeah. over the years yeah. I've had to train that out of yeah. me dude you've been t- teaching me that yeah. yeah man it's it's about it's about getting the right people on it and it's yeah. about sharing the burden yep. because
2: yep.
1: it it's it isn't just me making the film it's not me just shooting it if I didn't have the crew that I had I would have been so screwed the whole time and like I owe more to them than I owe to any my own past experience or my skills it's it's the people propping me up and like allowing me to lead them in any way, really. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a strange feeling. Um, yeah. Cause it's not just an art project for me. It's an art project for the world and mm-hmm. we have to mm-hmm. bring it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was
2: like, like the most, it wasn't as challenging. This is what surprised me. This is how I'll say it. Cause I, you know me for a long time. I get excited. I start, you know, creating a thing and I'm like, I know who, how this should go, I can't direct for shit, but like, I write it, I'll fucking act in it, I'll produce it, I'll fucking get you, you know, you need me to change lenses, you need me to fuck, I'll do anything. And for this, it was like, leading up to it, you know, I knew, and Adam kept fucking telling me, he was like, dude, you gotta, let me, and, and now we got joy, like, let us handle this all of this going forward and, and Jordan's got the t- the whole team like let us do it. And like he's like you have a job. Remember, like your job. What you signed on to do. And it's like, "Oh yeah." I'm fucking acting this. I got to I got to be in this thing actually and and like to do that, that takes work. That's like to, I have to lead up to this. I can't just like show up and boom, Man. I'm in it. I got I got to really get ready for this thing and so You know, that was my experience was like, I showed up on set with all this work I had already prepared. And then like, you know, it wasn't like fun. (laughs) Like it wasn't like, uh, that's the other thing. Like it was, it was beautiful. It was, it was one of the most amazing experiences in my life, but it's also, um, you know, most all the days, like we'd be on set and like I said, I'm watching Angus and, 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 and Mason have cigarettes and like. Maya's laughing with Rachel and they're having a great time. And like, you know, you, Joy, and Adam are talking about the, the structure of the thing, what's going to happen on the day. And I'm preparing. And that's it. That's my job. So it felt good that I was able to like do my own fucking thing. But I also had this like part of Dave that was like, dang, I wish I could help mm. in some kind of way. Or I wish I could laugh with you every every chance I, could, I well, get.
1: Yeah. But I mean, the way that you helped the most was by preparing. I
2: mean, that's like, yeah. that's... that's yeah. that's that's but i felt the weight of it like you're saying you felt the weight of it and yeah. that's why i was like i'm willing to stay in my lane over here
1: yeah you know, right
2: because that's all i that's all i can really help with yeah. if i'm being serious like I, that's all i can really fucking bring to this story is that the yeah. acting i can't yeah. i can't i'd be doing a disservice to every member of the crew and then all the people that helped us out to get here and the years we spend doing this thing like and the people we're going to see it after like it would be a waste Mm-hmm. Imagine I showed up and I'm like trying to make friends with and just like powwow all the time and produce it alongside Adam. Like yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't do that in that moment. And it was weird. That's what I'm trying to say. It was like a weird um, boundary I had to set. Mm. I never had to do that
1: before. I never felt that way. Not quite. I don't know if you, you it's know, weird how you don't equate that though, to working just as hard as everybody. Else. Like we all had to yeah, do that, yeah, but like you, yeah. you putting in that amount of work towards your, your performance is exactly what you need to do. That's what I know you just yeah, said yeah. Adam told you, but that's true. Yeah. Like, and on top of all that, like you were one of the key reasons that any of us were there making a film in the first place. So like your, your like responsibility is in getting everybody there and then performing your ass off on camera and like sealing the whole thing up with your performance. Cause like not for nothing, like we, yeah, like anybody like below the line at that rate, anybody who was on the crew, yeah, we could have all changed positions and you wouldn't like ultimately not sure how much of it you would know. You know, my personal style, you would know how well we all work together. Yeah. But like without you in the picture, in the actual film, like it wouldn't be the film it wouldn't be the same film we were yeah, set out yeah, to yeah. make so
0: yeah. yeah this might be a total gas up to you but without you making that story with adam there's nothing yeah we you know?
1: wouldn't we wouldn't have made a film i wouldn't yeah. definitely wouldn't have been in fucking texas make my first no, feature it's, that's all yeah true. it's insane but i'm not saying we never would have done it no, yeah, we would have yeah, done. but we yeah. wouldn't have made that film it, yeah
2: it would have been a different thing I'm, I'm just trying i think i'm trying to say like i learned a lot about what it takes to really yeah have, yeah yeah because i i always had it
0: in my head it'd be like I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to express. I think it's also different too, for for you as an actor, because an actor normally doesn't, you know, write the project. Sure. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sure it is. It's it's tough to see. Like normally, that's something in shorts you have like control over. You know, yeah, like yeah. the way things are going because you have to. You know what I mean? In a lot of instances, mm-hmm. but in this time where you're actually being like, oh, you don't have to like put put everything into this this role yeah i
2: think that but i think it was like a maybe a stamina thing too because it's like we were we were there for a long am my, yeah. you know to, yeah, to go yeah, through yeah. that for that long amount of time like i remember mm. you know we break and then it's like time is general and you're like yeah yeah katie just lost it in my face, and i'm also i feel like totally on an island here and like everyone's having a great so it was just like a weird yeah lens to have on in the midst yeah. of everything yeah. that was going on but i'm i guess i'm trying to say i learned a lot about acting yeah
0: there I feel you like, go, man. yeah, I feel like I grew there. Do you feel like, um, this might be a very personal question, but do you feel like before, like from "I'll Meet You There," yeah, to before this film was done, uh-huh, do you feel like growth in acting, like how much... do you think you grew a lot in yeah. acting? Yeah. were you working a lot? Yeah, yeah,
2: definitely. Mm. I think it's the first time, and I've been saying it that my eyes weren't on me ever like not even a fraction like i kept asking adam how's this going because i don't i can't i can't i'm not watching anymore yeah So i'm working on fucking killing the ego chopping it down as much as i possibly can and then Mm -hmm. throwing myself into my work and being present for the ride and uh yeah like i was able to watch footage and it didn't bother me for for the first time ever like i didn't even see myself kind of it was kind of just that's the work, mm. you know, I was able to like kind of be separated. And then in the shot, I'm not, you know, while we're while you're shooting it, I'm not thinking like, they like me right. How's my makeup? There's no makeup. There's no fucking, I'm wearing, wearing Goodwill shit, you know, like, I don't know how I'm going to look after. I don't know. I still don't know. And I don't care. But it's the first time I've felt that way ever, like mm. ever doing this wow. thing. And so, yeah, it was easier to fall in. It was easier to really like buy into this imaginary circumstance and really bring myself to it and strip myself down to like, by the end of it, like I'm telling you, I've never felt that way. And, it, you know, I've, n- I've never felt that way to where like Avery that was my girl. Like, that's my, that's yeah. my, that's my girl. So, you know, I don't know how it's going to look totally. I don't know, but I know for a fact, that's the most vulnerable I've ever been. And the, and the most mature I've ever been. And the most I've, I feel like I can give some, someone who watches it now, truthfully, um, not that I didn't before. I just, I think I just hit that little final s- snip on my uh, immature, scared, fearful mm-hmm. young Dave ego in acting. Wow. But that's a 12 that's year
0: process. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. It's a huge, like, I mean, that's so, like. That sounds like I'm pounding myself on the yeah. back. I'm no, just, no, I'm just no, talking no, about, no, like, dude. realistically how dude, I feel. But that's how, what you got to do. You have to analyze your craft, right? Yeah. yeah. If you really want to. Or if you really care about it, you're mm-hmm. going to, like, look at what you do. And like, you, if you want to improve, you're going to, you know, notice these things. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I think that was holding me back. Yeah, man. a long time. So that's amazing.
2: Yeah. How have you grown, bro? Mm-hmm.
0: I think the closest thing I can equate that to is
1: just knowing, like, I guess the nature of the way I shoot things outside of narrative, a lot of it is dependent on my, like, gut kind of intuition and as far as lighting and, and camera placement and my just instinct as a as a dp relies heavily on just like you know what is my what is my brain saying that the scene needs mm-hmm. what is our day saying we can do like how much time do we have at this location how much crew do we have what are our resources like and I'm pulling it's almost like a real time like <laughs> real time strategy <laughs> thing like you're like where where can i where can i put this light to get the most use yeah, out of it without having to keep moving it all day And like the closest thing to what you're saying is just knowing every day we got the set and I would know exactly kind of what I wanted and knowing what, what we had access to and where exactly to put everything. Mm -hmm. And like, Mm -hmm. I think it saved us time to kind of keep things simple, but we settled on kind of like a general look and feel for the visuals and we pretty much stuck to it the whole time. I mean, there was a couple of days where we were shooting outside where we had a little less Mm. control. But, uh, for the most part, like every day we stuck to the same kind of plan and kind of acted on it and actualized everything. And the, the visuals like kind of, as far as I can tell, reflect that intention from the beginning. And mm. I just know in the past, like I've second guessed my instinct a lot. I went, I don't know if that's exactly what I want to do. I don't know if that's the best place for this light. I don't know if that's the, the exact shot we want. And because I set out from the beginning of this project and I talked to Adam about it ahead of time, I was like, my goal isn't necessarily like visual perfection. It's not to redefine indie filmmaking, cinematography, all that. It's to finish this fucking film. It's to get the shots we need to tell the story. And like, that was my stated goal. And my second secondary goal to that was to treat our crew right. And then my third goal was to try, try new things and like improve my cinematography. <laughs> But, like, deprioritizing being an artsy asshole the whole time and, and really prioritizing completion and consistency and then the, the you know, the the morale on set was, like, way more important to me. Making sure that everybody felt, like, listened to, respected, thanked, appreciated. That was so much greater to me than anything I was going to do with a light, anything I was going to do with my camera. Um, The creative decisions were hugely important, but like we, we settled on, like we didn't settle. We were gifted this huge, like um, benefit to the production, which was a a set of lenses from Tokina. That's crazy. Which um, was insane. Like I I hit up uh, Ryan Avery at Tokina uh, on a whim, kind of, uh, we were we were kind of struggling with our budget to find a set of lenses that would work with the the package that we had that would kind of have a good feel for what we needed to do, but wasn't going to completely kill our kill our budget. And um, we just couldn't really find anything that would work that was like serviceable with the project. And I was like, you know what, Tokina makes really killer cine lenses. I'm just gonna hit them up and see what happens. Maybe they have a cheap rental kit they can send us, and like we can we can do that instead of going getting everything through our rental house. Maybe there's maybe this lens company will like hook us up with a cheap rental. And at first he's like, I don't know, we don't really do we don't really do those like rental like things anymore. And I was like talking, I was like, no problem, I understand. Um, but he, then he he kept like talking to me about the project and I was like, well, I mean, he's not blowing me off completely. I was like, oh, I don't know, this is kind of interesting. And then he suggested we check out their like cine zooms, which are, you know, essentially combine six or seven lenses into three lenses so we can we have a zoom range on each one that in reality is so much closer to what we actually needed for the production. Because we're shooting this thing like documentary style, Like kind of run and gun almost. There's a lot of like a lot of movement with the camera and not having to change a lens every 10 minutes to get a different shot, like saves us so (laughs) much time. And the lenses were beautiful. They looked amazing. They were so nice to work on and they loaned them to us totally for free, which is just absolutely crazy. I think in total we spent $10 uh, in shipping to send them back like because we had to buy a nice box for them to send back. That's crazy. That's like, that's it. And like for for Mm. like the amount of money they saved us, the amount of time they saved us, like any slight difference to our original artistic intention with the lenses, like fuck that dude out the window. Who cares? Like they, these lenses were like spot on. They're clean. They looked amazing. They saved us time. They were fun to shoot on. And like, they essentially gave us like a sponsorship for no reason. Like they had no reason to do it. And I think they just like, they're just a cool company who believes in independent film and like wants people to use their lenses and what better way for them to get like the word out about how good yep. their shit is. But then just like giving it to people who they really like don't owe a damn thing to like, we like I've met Ryan two times and for some reason he's <laughs> like, you know what? I'm gonna help you out. And I was just like, what on um, what what planet am I on right now? Yeah. First of all, that's the spirit right there. That's the indie film yeah. spirit. Dude, so Ryan Avery is his name? Yeah, Ryan Dude, Avery. shout out Ryan Avery. Shout out Ryan Avery. Yeah. You know, Made it happen. Wayward Kin official. He's partner. a busy, he's a busy guy. I don't know if he's gonna listen. To all this, right, if he uh, doesn't, we appreciate that's all right. But, but everybody out. who's listening, if you are a cinematographer, check yeah. out Tokina Vista lenses and those the Cine zooms because they're sick. That's and, right. and that's just
0: Tokina's what, an amazing company. Exactly. That's what's I think that's just so smart though. That's like a business standpoint is like, that's what you want to do. Oh yeah. I'm Just, a, I'm a Tokina lifer for now. Yeah, exactly. Look at that. life,
1: dog. Um, <laughs> Official. You're here.
2: Podcast sponsor. <laughs> Tokina <laughs> lens. <laughs> I throw
1: a little Tokina logo. It's <laughs> for free. That's for free. Um, yeah, it was like that with everything, man, dude. Well, that's MPS, heard, MPS too. I MPS, heard a lot of miracles. so yeah.
2: that's, that's, I mean, dog,
1: MPS is, uh that was our rental house. They are huge. I mean, they're servicing big productions, uh, yeah, you I know, mean. all kinds of stuff going through Dallas, going through NPS. And they cut us a great deal on our kit. And we're like small fry shit for them. Small like fry. one Sprinter mm. van, one camera, yep. like a handful of LED lights. And they like really hooked it up for us. And like, I won't get into numbers, but they mm. they just made it happen for us because, again, for them, I think it's like... You know they take a slight hit on the rate the return they're getting on their their rentals but for us now like that's the only rental house i'm going to use when i'm in dallas Straight up that's grassroots baby that's like, grassroots as far as like yeah guerrilla advertising like yo just giving us a deal on some stands in a van and stuff yeah. like you made me if i ever go Life back hurts. to dallas to shoot a film whether it's a feature or a short or a show yep. or a doc or anything I'm going NPS. Yep. So That's right. You know it works out that way. And they are super responsive on social media. Totally. They would always repost us. They were like hyping us up on Instagram like they didn't have to do that. Yeah. No. They got like, you know, Paramount shows coming through there and shit. Like they don't yeah. they could very easily be like, "Ah, right, get out of here, you stupid kids." No, but I mean even
2: talking to Joe, like it was just, like the dude who who uh, was running the department, he was like it was
1: joe and dennis joe and dennis the camera and then genie yeah, Yep. um right. but they were fucking they were
2: great yeah they were and great. they love film and they just yeah. want to talk to you you know joe was walking us through the whole studio and then showing us the 200 pound tape ball and like the story behind that and richard linklater's camera like chilling oh. in one of the offices like it just uh, cut from the same cloth love story and just want to assist and you know of yeah. service in their way and and that's the spirit of of story dude yep that's what it can do for people and, and we got granted a lot of gifts and a lot of a lot of really cool relationships now for life. And MPS is one of those. Tokina is one of those. MPS official partner of the Earhead Podcast, <laughs> official sponsor of the Uraria Podcast <laughs> that's for free. Yeah, that's yeah, for
0: technically life.
2: The, um, everybody. The,
1: everybody. The Spur. <laughs> the the spur our dude Garhol. Dude Garhol gave us that space for free. Dottie and John at the Spur. The local spider uh, web. Local police Man. departments didn't charge us for. Danny you know, Jones, permitting and, and for a police escort on our locations and to seal off a parking lot for us, like it was I just a cold. lot of stuff that we probably maybe I don't even know if we're allowed to talk about. But oh, they, yeah, maybe we don't. We're not. But they they just like we got cut breaks everywhere, every which everywhere, way. Everywhere. Every everywhere. crew member cut their rates for us. Every like oh my god, you know man. like just everybody everybody just did more than they had to do, and it's because everybody cared enough and was excited about this project coming through and and just saw I guess the. I guess I guess saw the passion that you guys have because I didn't talk to any of these people ahead of time except mm. for Tokina. Tokina's the only one I can take <laughs> credit for. Yeah, like, that was all you like schmoozing on Tokina a little <laughs> bit. But I really didn't even I didn't even do that. All I did was ask them if they had rentals available. <laughs> so and great. this dude was just really nice. And I was like, It doesn't even Why? surprise me though. Why are you being so nice? That was the nature of this whole thing. Yeah. And that's what everybody was like. They like, you know, they they would meet us and they would just be like, you know, we'll help you out. For no reason at all, it except because we're just sense. nice people, I guess. I don't know. Like, yeah. yeah. And, you know, with free food from Lovejoys, yeah. free location from them yeah. too. Like just all kinds of like all kinds of little things that like increase the actual value of the film dramatically. But like we kept our budget within reason. I mean, like, you know, still still the most expensive film I've worked on, but it again, as far as features go, it doesn't even click on the radar of yeah, features. Nowhere like, near. Not even one-tenth of a, of a micro-budget. And we know. couldn't
2: have done it another way. It had to be this kind of... That's what I find strangest about it is so much was out of our control. We did everything that we could that was in our control. But with the budget we had and the time we had, so many things had to break. And not like three, like 20. Like <laughs> there had to be so
1: many things that constantly were in our favor. And, and yeah. so much happened in the last minute. Like, the oh last my possible man. minute. Oh, man. Like, we didn't secure our full crew until, like, two days before. I don't even know. Like, days before yeah, I was yeah. in Texas yes. with camera ready to shoot. Yes. Like, we we didn't get everybody on board till like, the absolute last minute. And
2: then in the midst, you know, Rebecca has to move to her other shoot and then. Glenn mentioned to us he wanted to come on the project and we call him and he's like, yeah, I'll be there. Glenn Glenn came on,
1: Glenn Maxwell. Shout at, out. Shout at, out. Well, he's a, MPS. a faithful employee of MPS. That's right. But he's a filmmaker. He prepped well. our kit. He's yeah. a young filmmaker. And he uh, mentioned when they were checking out the kit that he would like to come and work with us if there was an opening. And lo and behold, there was a, <laughs> there was a fucking opening. For that and, position. And lo and behold, he was available. And MPS, like made him feel supported enough that he could go and work on this project for a low rate and come Huge. on and and skip, on, skip out on work for a week at, at the rental house. And he just came on and like, you know, it was a, a million little stories like that. Like people that came on, like, you know, because like our producer, Joy, knew someone or posted about on social media and they saw her post and were like, I'll give this a shot and came on and and passed up commercial work for a week and a half or came on because their friend, like our, our first AC Mason, like knew our grip from other projects or, or, and, or from school. And like, because we had our first AC on the grip came on our key grip, uh, Angus, Angus came on yeah. and like, it was just like a cascade of all things like that. Like people knowing each other, people vouching for, for the project and like it just happening. And it's just a complete mystery to me. Yeah. it it'll, it'll stay that way. I don't know what to,
2: I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. yeah. It's a total leap of faith and, and we did everything that we could to prepare. Mm-hmm. We worked on that script as, as hard as we possibly could. Um, I genuinely believe, like, hey, we were on how many you we were on, like, version
1: 12 or something, 12 something like that. 12, how 12, many 30? Oh, my yeah, we were, we were. <laughs> I stopped, I stopped. I'm not gonna lie, I, Adam would occasionally sent me a new version of script, and I'm like, oh, Jason dude Jason (laughs) just tell me what you changed because I can't like I'm not going to read through the the whole script again but I know it went from like how long was it originally like 200 pages or something down to like 85 yeah yeah like over all those all those rounds of changes like the script kept getting more and more honed in and like um, I think more shootable as time went on yeah yeah for sure for sure but I feel like yeah that attention to detail and dedication to like killing your darlings kind of thing where you just like kind of you know Maybe not every scene needs to end up in this film. Like yeah, yeah. maybe you wrote more than you need to shoot yeah, to tell yeah. the story. But all the stuff that you did write added something, you know, somewhere in there. You yeah, know yeah. you know the backstory. You know all the things that the character went through. Yeah. I think it I think it shows up on screen. Yeah, we're giving the audience a chance
2: to also like think for themselves a little bit, yeah. which I
1: I appreciate a lot. And
2: I know Definitely. that was a choice for Adam too. And you even made a couple of suggestions on set. Like we have to have
1: a writer and quick writer's meeting. We had to yeah, We'd rewrite dude, scenes yeah, like yeah. in the middle of wow. our day yeah, because yeah. there'd be like a very obvious like plot plot hole kind of. Yep, and we're we like, how do adjust. we write this out without changing anything we're doing? Because like we don't have any time. We take like 20 minutes like where the three of us would go and stand by the tailgate of a truck and just like. Just like sitting there with their fucking eyebrows like this. Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, like looking at That's us great. like, what, what is happening? Yeah. yeah. And we would figure it out. And, and we, there was a couple times when like, I was like, what are we going to do? do? What the hell are we going to, how are we going to rewrite the scene? And then like the one that I'm thinking of at the motel, yeah, yeah. there's this long scene at a motel and we need to transition into a second scene somewhere else, but we had already shot the second scene. right yeah i think so yeah we shot the second scene on like day two this Mm -hmm. was like day six or something and we're like how do we finish this scene so it transitions into the scene we already shot and we had to change we had to change parts of the dialogue Mm -hmm. but we figured out a kind of a clever way to do it and i think the whole thing's a little stronger now it's a lot stronger now and it all kind of makes sense when before it was like kind of there was a lot that was going to rely on behavior and b- rely on like, I think a little bit of your momentary improvisation, like what you were saying in the moment. But then now like we had a hard like dialogue yeah. transition. Point. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's a leaping point. Yeah, And when we go into that next scene, like it all kind of fits together yeah. now. Yeah. And that's a weird like puzzle. Like you're assembling a puzzle backwards, like with your eyes closed, kind of like, you know, like you're shooting out of order. You're shooting like multiple days in the same, like, like there's multiple movie days in one day on set so everyone's changing clothes you have to keep track of what what wardrobe you are on which day and like mm-hmm. i have to keep track of what those days looked oh like, like cuz we shot the, I mean, the scene that we're transitioning to it was like golden hour yeah. on day 2 when we shot it and we're shooting at the motel for the scene that's going to lead into it it's like I think it was a little earlier in the day or it was a little later in the night or something and the light didn't match exactly. So we had to kind of light it so it would be closer to to golden hour, like looking and we had to shoot that whole day separate, like in a weird way to make Mm. it all line up. And it really is like the most complicated, like, I don't even know. It's like playing Tetris. Yeah, Yeah, like (laughs) I don't know what to compare it to. Yeah, 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 like backwards in a mirror, like, you know, like you're like, oh, what are we doing? Um, That's it. But yeah, that's, it, it also, that challenge was kind of like, I don't know, it's refreshing. It reminded me why I like doing this and why, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm okay, I'm pretty good at this. Like, I could do this. Mm. I could really I could do this. Yeah, yeah, And I didn't feel like at any point, I didn't have a handle on it. For sure. Same. I didn't feel like any of us didn't have a handle on yeah, it. Yeah. Maybe it's because we had an amazing crew. Definitely. I, I, have, I have to shout out everybody individually. Please but like, do it. But Joy, Joy came on and she was, she's one of the younger crew members yeah. as far as I know not going to say how old she is, but she's young. Yeah. And I think this is like her first time producing like a anything longer than a short film. I'm not even I don't sure. Know. I can't say. Definitely her first feature. Um, and she was really just supposed to produce. And because we lost our AD at the last minute, she decided she was going to AD as well. So every day on set, she was running the clock and kind of making sure we were on schedule and like completely crushed it. And I have no idea how she did it because... Like when I was her age, I just know for a fact I was like the biggest idiot on earth and like couldn't like do anything. So seeing someone that's so new in the field and new in their career, just get it, get it right away. Like, and, and make the process like feel kind of painless and seamless. Like it all worked together and we all brought our best like selves and brought all our skills to the table. And like most of our crew was, was between five and ten years younger than us, mm-hmm. um, and I just seen the skill and like raw talent that these these young people have. Like, I don't know, it made me like just go like, oh, like we, I don't know, like when I when I originally heard, I had a bias a little bit ahead of time. I was like, oh, these like these these people are they're young, they're, they're maybe they're just out of college or they're in college. Even some of them are still in school. Like they're not going to know what they're doing. Like it's going to be, it's all the pressure is going to fall on me. And then I get there and they're all fucking crazy good. And like Mm. incredible and so fun to hang out with. And like, I just like, it just blew my mind. It made me like, shut up. I was like, oh, like, I'm not going to say shit to them. They're amazing. Like anytime, like I felt like we were falling behind, I was like, this is my fault. I have to fix it. Like, (laughs) it's not like, it's like everybody else is operating at such a high frequency. I was just like, oh, like I have to step up. I have to make sure I'm on top of everything to make sure that all that work that they're putting in is, is worth it. Um, but yeah, I mean, everybody from like our ACs, like who we said, Rebecca, and Mason and Glenn, like Mason would pull focus for me. He was pulling focus with the wireless follow focus. And like a lot of times, like I said, we give him one take and he would just, you oh, know, it was dude. his first time really using the equipment oh, and he just like got it. And we've wow. rarely missed a shot because of focus. <laughs> if we missed a shot, it was my fault. Cause I was like, you know, I like m- like bad framing or something. Or I like didn't, you know, there's a lot of like kind of chaotic scenes where i was like mm-hmm. following the action like a documentary almost and he just like fucking knew that wheel man he like was whipping the focus no problem and uh outside of some technical issues we had like we had no problems with with that at all and uh our second our two second acs were on so on top of it made sure we were organized made sure that like they're both really good with their own section of their responsibility rebecca was like never had worked in a camera department before came on as a camera PA was like one of the best ACs I've ever had. I don't believe that. You just like crushed it. She was so fun to work with and like knew her shit even though she wasn't like a camera person. I was like "You, you could have you if you didn't tell me I would never would have known. She acts. Wow.
2: She's an actress. That's right. Yeah.
1: Wow. Which is like I was like, no, like, we're going to take you, right? We <laughs> fucking come work in camera now. Um, and then, we, like I said, a homeboy Glenn fucking came on, like, and he's just, like, a, bro, a camera brain and just knew where everything went because he, like, works at the Renzel house and just, like, he's just crazy. Like, <laughs> so who, what a, what a person to come and help close the shootout. Uh, like, yeah. literally, when we're closing out all our camera kit, he just, like, looking it knew, over. he knew where everything went. It was yeah. perfect. And our G and E team, we had we had Brandon as our swing or oh, key, you know Brandon. best boy grip. He was I like on top of everything, real positive force on set, just funny, really cool guy. And him and and Angus like rounded out all of our gripping. I had Angus pushing me on the dolly a lot. Like it was just great, man. And then fucking Vu came on. Vu Vu, who I think originally was a cosmetologist and then decided he was going to get into filmmaking and do music videos and like started a production company and just like has been doing that, that kind of indie production company thing for a while and just decided on a whim, he was going to respond to our producers, (sighs) Instagram post and be like, Uh, you know, Uh, looking for lighting people and he's like, I can, I can light and ended up being like the perfect person (laughs) to ask to do it. Cause he he was was just down for anything. (laughs) I was like asking this dude to like, you know, set a light up for me. Oh no, I need to move it to this side for this shot, but then we're gonna move it right back because we don't have time to like just shoot everything from one angle, which is like the worst. Cause like, you know, he'll get his lighting perfect and I'll be like, can you actually adjust that? There was a whole like few days that we were in a courthouse that he had to climb in and out of a window like onto a balcony over and over again to like adjust a light. Never and He never said like, anything. He just huh. like got you, man. Don't worry about it. And he would go outside and he cared adjust about the light. his
2: craft. You know, yeah,
1: really he cares. cares. But like again, someone who's never lit a feature, dude. I don't yeah. understand. I'm not even sure he really like focused on gaffing like that before. <sighs> I think he's a TP slash like director and yeah. like just fucking crushed it. Crushed. it. I don't know. understand. Maya, Maya giving her headaches and she's totally super chill. I mean, we were, we were, so well, Maya's another one. Maya's a, a former engineer and she's, a, yeah, who's a getting here. into filmmaking, <laughs> Dude. and is like from Jersey, from Jersey. Shout out. From Jersey. Wow. Yeah, she's a Jersey native, so that's probably why she's so cool. And, yeah, and that's good. right, but <laughs> <laughs> she uh, was our script supervisor, and like every take would be like Beast. on the walkie, like hey, uh, you know, hey, Dave, uh, Dave lifted up his right hand on that last one on the take before he <laughs> lifted up his left hand. Dude. Wow. And she was, and was just like, uh, little I mean, things like that. Uh, and I was just I mean, like, yeah, I'm not even paying, I'm not, I don't know, yeah. I was like, really? Wow. Keeping us organized, keep like every, every take she had notes f- and like sheets every filled time. out for every take, every card was written down. So like whoever goes in, when this goes in the post, the editor is going to pick up these sheets that Maya made and like the film will be like laid out for them, like ready to be edited. Whew.
2: My gosh! Yeah. I mean, everyone, dude. Yeah.
1: Every who we who we who we have, Rachel. Even the, our set deck. Rachel came on. As Rachel a, came as a on passion. as a as a PA. A PA. She's a fellow actor. Yeah. And ended up being like our set deck slash like. Like well, pretty much anything, and anybody needed help with, she was helping with. But now she's saying she wants to get into camera. And like maybe oh, maybe watching us work has inspired her to become like an AC or a DP or something. And she's wow. a student at Anytown Actors Lab right now. Let's go, man. And that's how we looped in because like it's like community is so tight and small mm-hmm. there that like people come on and just be so happy to be involved in a production at all that mm-hmm. like yep. they're, they're just down. They're down for whatever. James yeah. busted his ass holding that boom pole. <laughs> James also, the thing, James was our boom op. James also drove up from like four yeah, two hour drives. He would do some he was driving every morning, like an insane amount. And we're like, dude, you okay? He's like, He's I, slept. like I, yeah. I barely slept. I'm fine. Like, yeah, I'm okay. He'd bring donuts. He'd bring his you parents own a donut shop. He'd bring us oh, donuts. Man. Man. It doesn't
2: make any sense. It doesn't make sense. And it, and it won't make sense. Yeah. Um, five words or, or less. How would you, how'd you describe what wayward kin means to you? Five words or less. Oh man. Just a couple adjectives. A couple adjectives. Or
1: right. anything. Controlled chaos. <laughs> I like that. Uh, creative challenge. Okay. Oh, and I got to make them all C's. <laughs> and, and cool.
0: Uh, dude, I literally just <laughs> thought about my mind. I'm like, cool. Cool. There it is.
1: Wow. Any uh, any last words, Jordan, before we start twitching tonight? <sighs> um. No, I'm just. I'm grateful that. Um, that our creative relationship has evolved in this way that we've like kind of continued to work together. We've continued to grow together that we've brought on our friends on every project we can get them on that we've made new friends in other places now. And I think like if I didn't have you in my life, I wouldn't have that opportunity. So like I've, I've said this to you, like I've told you this before, but I think like you taking a chance on me, is why i still do uh this like i would be doing something else with my life if i didn't have someone like you like giving me opportunities like this and like it you know it counts for a lot for me so so thank you dude, dude i love you man thank wow. you thank
2: you for for being and thank you guys for like you know and 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 for being for being uh willing to uh Jump out on that ledge with me, man, because because that's a that's a ledge we jump out on together. Yeah, yeah, and like, it was, I sound yeah. crazy sometimes.
1: Well, a leap of faith. Like you say a leap of faith, but it was really like, yeah, it was. Yeah. It was it was like a road trip of faith. Like you're you're driving into the unknown for like <laughs> yeah. a full week, <laughs> far, just far. nonstop, pedal to the metal. A leap is like quick. No, this was not quick, <laughs> was dude. This was, a was like a year. Well, it was a year and a half for me of, of pre-production. Yeah, man. But like all of it, it just was. Again, controlled chaos is the best way I could describe yeah. it. And it's not a bad thing, but it means like we're all like activated, you yeah, know, it's like yeah. we're like, what what can each of us bring to this yes. that's new, that's consistent. And I think like watching you all work and being able to work in a way that I've never been asked to work before. It challenged me, but it unlocked something in me, and I think I'm gonna keep doing oh, it. That's the best gift. You guys I got me like hear. I'm trying to trying to write again, so we'll see what oh, happens. Man. Maybe I'll maybe I'll direct. Come something. on, but that's just like we'll see what bang, happens. Bang bang, we'll see.
2: We'll see. see, what see. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see that.
0: It's ever, been a minute. Hell oh, yeah. Been Dave, like six Dave, years. Dave, six years. Yeah. So
2: here we go. Two out. We'll
0: see what happens. Exclusive. Exclusive. Oh, Jordan, <laughs> Toussaint. Yeah. Dave, I I don't think I ever asked you this. What is uh, We were coming to you. Oh, man. Um,
2: brotherhood. But, but don't go on for 30 minutes. Nope. I got like... I got, I'll get four <laughs> more. <kidding>. Brotherhood. Oh, all <laughs> please. Family. I can't. Family. 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 Oh, man. Faith. Oh. Fatherhood. And... <laughs> cool. Forgiveness.
0: Oh, oh, all right. That's there actually go. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, dude. I think um, last words here. Um, what I think I realized just from watching you guys talk about this and like what you went through and stuff, and from all the personal things I had, like being what the sets that I was on, good or bad, um, and what I hear, and you know, th- at the beginning, filmmaking, so like, it's so magical. But like, it's so the, the, it's just like never ending, like the world, like all you can learn and it's kind of daunting at times, but it's like very rewarding. But I think the most important thing about, like what makes filmmaking so amazing and magical Mm. is like, like passionate people that are like willing to like, like, all the crew that you barely met Mm -hmm. and like we're all there for it Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that's the most important thing Mm -hmm. because that also means it's people like you that write the thing and bring on people that trusted uh jordan Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it's all it's all i think about it all goes back to you know people that are trying to make something Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and that's my final word and that's the you are Here podcast, yeah. Shout Episode. out Kurt
2: by the way. I forgot to shout out Kurt. Kurt was a guy. he was, was Kurt. He was just so quiet, but he's so, so damn like he's like <laughs> a samurai. Kurt I'm was like, our damn, the sound, sound <laughs> mixer, so yeah. oh, let's you
1: know, go. Yeah, you know, the guy doing what you do, yeah. What you do, yeah but was, yeah, he was, he was, he stayed in the room next to me. Not, did I hear one noise dude, from him? <laughs> You wouldn't know. Quietest that. guy. He's a samurai. He's a but you know what? At the, every day we went, like, I find out one thing about him each day, oh, pretty man. much. He's oh, so man. cool. Oh, what interesting. Shout
0: out, Kurt. Beast. Take us out. You're here podcast episode 196. Shout out to the patrons, patreon.com. That slash you are your podcast. The best way to support us, buy us a coffee. Um, anytime Actors Lab, the greatest and uh, the official. Um, partner of the Europe Podcast, Anytime Actors Lab. If you're looking to to, to act, if you've been doing it for a while, mm-hmm. if you're lost, you don't know what to do, you want to start, uh, it's the place to go. Uh, they got online consultations, Adam Lauder, out in Dallas, Fort Worth area, in Texas, doing it in person as well. Um, AnytimeActorsLab.com. Thank you guys for liking and subscribing the video today and any other
2: days you have. Thank you for riding with us. We're on Twitch. If you want to hang out tonight or yes. any other night, Twitch.tv/slash You Are Here Podcast. Okay, yes. Jordan's on it tonight. Get ready. Um, About the house these guys and smash. Them. <laughs> let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Uh, dang. Here we go, Mikey.
0: My name's Mike. And I'm signing it.
2: My name's Dave. I love y'all. Please be kind to yourselves and one another. Later, y'all.
0: Peace. Bye.